welcome to Time Warp Wife Ministries. I'm your host, Arlene Schacht. I'm your co-host, Michael Schacht. And I'm Nathaniel Schacht. You are. I am. You are. <laughs> <laughs> I've, it's been me this whole time. So we're going to try oh. something a little different today. Really? Yeah. Uh-oh. What is yeah, it? We're going to pull away from the mics a little bit, says Nathaniel. Oh, oh, why is that? This is not a real fact, but it, if it is, then great. What is you know, it? sometimes if it just sounds factual, that's yeah. good enough. That's how you get through life. Fake it but- till you make it. <laughs> <laughs> what if we all sound too quiet? I don't know. Well, then, that's, then that's my when problem. you boost the game. That's yeah. when you just crank up the volume. Mm. That's, that's done in the mix. That's okay. right. I can go for that. <laughs> oh, so we're podcasting. A day later again. Anyone who listens might notice last week we were a couple of days late. Yes. It's just been really hard to get it together. I think, you know, we have so many commitments all the time, like things to do. Yeah. And every time it's like, okay, well, we're not going to, we're going to have to push the podcast back another day because we got to wait until all three of us are available. And that's hard sometimes to line up our yeah, schedules. It can be a bit tricky. My schedule is both a curse and a blessing. Okay. Yeah. With the schedule... I'm able to use a car to go to work, Mm -hmm. Uh, but with the schedule, I also have to plan things very strangely, like the podcast. Normally, like it's an hour. It's not not that bad to record one of these. No. But when it's like half the day, I'm asleep, and then the only times we're actually awake at the same time is like my morning. (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's very tough. Yeah. To try and get the motivation when you like wake up and like, oh, now I got to do a podcast for an hour or we won't be able to do it. You know what I mean? Yep. I got a question for you. Sure. What did you do an hour ago? Did you have food from big guys? I did not. You didn't? No. And I think you're talking about five guys. Oh, five guys. (laughs) Brendan sent me, Brendan sent me this Prince Green where it showed five guys milkshakes and you yes. choose up to 10 toppings or something, and one of them is bacon. <laughs> bacon milkshake. <laughs> yeah. Is, is that a thing? Is that, is that it a, is. Are you being bacon honest? Bacon everything. Yeah. Bacon everything is a thing. No. no yeah, you can put no. bacon in your milkshake there. I can see the appeal. It just doesn't appeal to me. I can see that getting caught in your throat and people... Mm. No, it just tastes like bacon. <laughs> oh, they don't have like chunks of it in there. You know, you know what that would <laughs> so be like? It's like bacon extract. <laughs> yeah, maple bad. bacon milkshakes are big, I think. Like maple. Uh, oh, yeah. see, my mom used to make a lot of cream dishes with bacon in. So you'd have like, you know, a little bit of bacon gravy with a bit of cream and you pour it over noodles and potatoes. So that's kind of a similar concept, except this is ice cream. So I, I've never I don't had know. it. I, I can't say what it tastes like. I have no idea. We got to try but, it one day. Uh, yeah. Do you think they have chicken? <laughs> do you think they have chicken chef in the States? I wonder. Uh, oh. I know. Well, I don't, it, I so. to... Let me tell them what Chicken Chef is. Anytime you go to a small town, every small town has a Chicken Chef. It's one of those little restaurants that you see in every little town, right? I mm-hmm. thought that was Chicken Delight. No. No, no. Chicken, chicken Chef. Chicken Chef. Oh, he's Chicken Chef. Well, today I went to our Chicken Chef because I got that Prince Green about the milkshake, so I had to have a milkshake. <laughs> All of a sudden, I had milkshake on the brain, and I thought, where can I get a milkshake in this little city? So I asked, and they said, Chicken Chef. Well, I, I go down there, and what they've done now is they've taken one of the windows out of the front of their restaurant, and they made, like, an ice cream window. It's the coolest thing. I've that's seen a, a lot of places brilliant. doing that. Yeah, that's just brilliant, really? though. Yeah. You've yeah, seen a I, lot of places altering their shop to put a window in the front? Yeah, Superstore has a, a liquor shop inside of it that they had to do that for because they weren't allowed people going in there. So they have to completely take out oh. the front, all the front windows and build this little window thing there so that he can hand out alcohol. Wow. From just You've got a drive-through Where? It's not a drive-through. It's in the store. Oh, it's in the store. Okay, yeah. no, no. Yeah, but the window goes to the outside. Well, I mean, this goes to the outside too, technically. Like, goes to the outside, outside being inside Superstore. But the liquor store is a different store inside Superstore. It's like well, a mall. Well, okay, so it's like a kiosk, like inside. Uh, yeah. Okay, a, but this is like confusing. on Main Street. Like you're wa- it's a sidewalk. You're walking down the sidewalk, and boom, there's a window on your right-hand side. It's like the BDI. Well, what if you're walking the other way? Yeah, but it's right up against the sidewalk. Huh. Oh, if you're walking on the other side of then, the street. 
that's when you run across. Oh, I see. Change jingling in your pants because you just got to have an ice cream. Was the ice cream good? Well, I had a milkshake and it was very good. It tasted like whipped cream on the bottom. When I got to the bottom, I thought, this tastes so good. The bottom was especially good. Best milkshake, though, is still the bridge drive-in. I disagree. Oh, you can't disagree. It's it's called the Goog. Is and that <laughs> technically a milkshake then, or is it, it is. a Goog? Oh no no, it's 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 a milkshake, and it's and it's got like different layers of things in it, like an inch of blueberry, and then it's got chocolate, and then fudge on the top. It's it's yeah. You know what that sounds like? That sounds like a Blizzard, a McFlurry. It sounds like everybody. This is before the McFlurry. Just this thing's been around fifty years. <laughs> Mix it. Like, why, why would you put layers, right? I don't like no, that. No, 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 you put no, the straw down, you get what? You like just get seven layer blueberry? dinner? Yeah, no, no, just like, mix it. It, it the, like the, a fudge layer keeps the layers all separated because it, it's a little bit heavier than the rest well, of it. Why would so it doesn't you want all that, though? Because it's so good. You just, come on. It's Nobody really wants to have good. half a milkshake and then the other half of the flavors. No, you got to bust through the fudge layer. Mm, <sighs> I'm, I'm yeah. not feeling it. Mixing oh. it would be good. Mixing. Okay, okay. we should do the taste off. That's it. McDonald's triple shook, uh, triple thick milkshakes. Yeah. Is that your favorite? <laughs> I mean, they're fine. I've never been able to finish one of them. So what is they your favorite? You were like saying, dense. you sounded like you knew what the best um, milkshake was. Probably Brendan's homemade milkshakes. Oh. Well, it's hard for us to go against that. because I used yeah. to make milkshakes. Them. He, come on, his milkshake recipe is no. I mean, basically, like, put half a tin of ice cream in there and give one <laughs> cup to per- somebody. I used to <laughs> make Each cup is so dense, <laughs> but I made them professionally. You, was, come on, I was a professional milkshake maker. I don't like using professionally as, <laughs> as a term of work. You know what I mean? Like, I want to say, if you're a professional, that means you know what you're doing, and you're I did. You're, you really know it. Okay, I was, where, where did like, you make ice? Where did you make milkshakes? At um, Woolco in the Red Grill. When I was in high school, I worked in the little restaurant, and they had a milkshake machine. The, but the milkshake machine made the milkshake. Uh, no, I had to stand there and mix it. Like, this is what I was doing. I'd put ice cream. I think it was just ice cream and milk. That was yeah, it. milkshakes are easy. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty much it. And then I would mix it up. What about and, flavoring? Uh, you just put different flavors of ice, of ice cream. cream. things. Oh, you got paid. Okay. This was several years ago, so I don't really remember the trick to it, but I think that was it. Just mix different flavors of ice cream with your milk, and that's that. Yeah. All right. You put in so much of this, so much of that. I Boom. thought they used like a syrup. like to Yeah, I thought so too. Right? It'd be... Maybe. I wish yeah. I could remember now. you think I would be at such an important job that maybe I'd... Maybe you're, that's why you're not working there anymore. <laughs> I actually only worked there a month. Maybe that's why. No, I never oh. got fired. It's one of the only jobs I never got fired from. <laughs> I I had applied I've never been there. fired. No, I, I've been fired. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I mean, I kind of just got let go. Yeah, when I was 13, what, what, I got fired. Was I, was I let go or was I just like told, what? you know, it's gone? Like uh, I think it was just I official... your. I think your company just closed down. Yeah, was that that would be it? Yeah. Do you have to state if you've been fired uh, no. when applying for a job? I've no rarely ever applied for. Well, I've if you're putting it down interview. as your reference, yeah. Oh. Because you have to write down the reason for leaving, but you've never been fired, so you don't have to true, worry. True. No. Thank no. you. Oh, I was <laughs> always fired. I I remember one time Ow. like. Well, I worked at the chocolate chip cookie machine. I was anorexic at the time. And, well, I guess I was anorexic. I don't know. I just didn't like food. So I used to faint all the time. So I was working Whoa. there, and then I, I would get to work, and then I'd be sick, and I would go and faint and stuff. Yeah. So then they just said, no, we're not going to put you on the schedule anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so they didn't then, really fire you because you well, weren't like a bad employee it wasn't like you weren't doing your job it was you just had a medical condition yeah well also i would i would sleep in and not show up oh and okay only, so that's you the know, that's a medical condition like the, too. the first week i slept in late one day and then <laughs> i was like i said to the boss can i still leave at the same time because i'm going out with my 
friends tonight we were going race car driving and he was like you know go-kart racing and he said yeah you can still leave so i was like okay okay good so i slept in that day and i and then i leave at like six o'clock my scheduled time to go i go out race car driving and then the next day he's like no don't bother coming in again i was like oh so yeah a combination of like sleeping in and getting sick it seems like all you have to do to keep a job is just show up and work yeah, that that yeah. was a problem I did not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was called the Great Chocolate Chip Cookie Machine. <laughs> like I guess yeah, my first job being art book bindery. I mean, my first day I called in tired, and that that was like kind of when I learned. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. that was that's not that what was, you do. Yeah, no, you got read the riot act pretty quick on that one. Yeah, and good, yeah. good for it because I'm, yeah. I'm better for it. I've never missed a day of work. <laughs> I've been late tired. once. I have been late once. Yeah, I uh, didn't. My alarm. I set my alarm, but I completely slept through it because my sleep schedule was very bad. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, showed up to work. My boss was like, "Oh, you slept in?" I said, "Yeah, sorry." Like, okay. <laughs> you know care. how so. you know how you can tell when someone's lying when they call in sick. They make up a more elaborate story. I think everybody is lying when they call in sick. No, some people are really sick, and they're like, "I cannot come in. I'm sick." And that's like, oh, okay. Did you but mean... If, okay, okay, sorry. There was a guy that worked for you, and you told me, you said, oh, he couldn't come in. I'm like, where is he? You said, oh, you wouldn't believe what happened to him. And you told me this long story with all these details of what happened. And I said, oh, ugh, no, he's calling in sick. I said, I don't believe it. And then the next day or something, he tried again. And yeah, he didn't... He only stayed a couple of days. But do you remember that guy? No. Something about I'm riding my bike to work. I get hit by a car. The car knocks me. My bike's in bad shape. I'm all right. But my wife had to pick me up. And by the time my wife got there, she had a flat tire or something. The The story this keeps going on. This doesn't sound familiar on. at all. That sounds it, too it was elaborate long, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. It's a lab because they want you to feel really bad for them. Like, oh, wow. Know. A car hit your bike? Yeah, no, it's too elaborate. <laughs> Someone would just be like, I had a really awful morning. I'll tell you about it tomorrow. I can't come in. I don't think that'd, that'd be, be an acceptable answer at all. No? To, ca- to call into your boss and say like, yeah, I'll tell I you later tell why, you why I'm not showing up. <laughs> right? <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> like, yeah. I think I think if I was hit by a car, I'd say, yeah, I was hit by a car. I had to get picked up. Right? Okay. But that's not elaborate. That's like that one thing. Elaborate. I got hit by a car. I can't come in. But if you're telling all these things like, oh, I was wearing a purple jacket and all this stuff. Like when you're telling all these details, it's like, no, he didn't. I mean, really do keep in mind, dad, you, your job was like customer service a lot of the time, right? Well, it wasn't yeah. mainly, but it was a huge part of, of what you were doing. Yeah, for sure. But, uh, so when you get a call from somebody, does it, does it not seem likely that you would be kind of talking to them and hearing their full story? Do you know what I mean? Yes. Wouldn't that I, be a I, customer, though, or are you talking about no, an employee? No, like someone calling in sick. I could see them, like, talking to you because they're very talkative on the phone. So, like, sit down there and kind of <laughs> yeah. hear the story. Yeah. Like an very old lady. Talkative on the phone. You, you are more talkative than anyone I've ever heard, which I'm not saying is a bad <laughs> thing. I'm just saying everybody I know is And he's even got the rocker, to too. The he phone. just rocks on his chair. I don't know how and you he do talks. It. You know, that was, that was my job. Is, is basically Talking and I, rocking. Yeah, I had to explain a process, a publishing process to everybody who called. Like, we had how many? 10,000 customers on our list, yeah. I think, at least. And uh, every one of those people, I had to explain what we did, what we could do for them, you know, and uh, and then walk them through everything and then just, yeah, basically take care of everything Man. for them. Yeah, so. I think I answered like three calls ever. And yeah. each time it would have to be like 10 minutes running up to it and then feel like I'm having a panic attack and then call them. <laughs> it, it was horrifying. It was the scariest thing I had to do was, was talk to people. Yeah, no, there's no no problem at all with talking. Like I went for a walk today, and just there were a couple of people sitting on a bench, and so I just walked up to them, started a conversation that lasted about twenty minutes, and they were just into it, and yeah, telling me the story about he was he's been living out here for like 50 or 60 years and he said uh that when he came here it was uh just farm fields and everyone had a cow in their yard for their milk (laughs) yeah 
Wow. <laughs> I thought that was pretty cute. Well, even yeah. where I used to live in high school, it was we used to sit on the tractor all the time. There was a farmer's field mm-hmm. right beside the house. And that is where Brendan's apartment was like a couple of years ago. Yeah. That was all farmer's yeah. field when I was in high school. Oh, yeah. Things are growing so quickly. Right where um, the Shoppers Drug Mart is, you know, across the street from Brendan's old apartment. That used to be a, a field. I used mm-hmm. to sit in there on the bleachers and hang out with my friends. Just just an open field. Yeah. And I lived right there and behind. You know, I I, I have a... I feel like the pe- my best person to hang out with is someone who is very extroverted. Because I can never start a conversation. I can't approach people. I can, if someone sits with me, I can never start it. But if someone really? starts the conversation with me, then I could go on for hours. <laughs> but l- there's no way I could ever start a conversation. It's, it's terrible. And do you huh. enjoy talking to talkative people? Oh, absolutely. Like, you know, when you go to a party and there's that one person that likes to talk. 100%. Yeah, those are like my favorite people to talk to because they will yeah. come to you and talk to you and then all you have to do is just go along with it and that's just not. Whole. Yeah, just yeah. nod. Yeah, I, lo- I love No, but you're talks. sincerely interested in what they're saying. Absolutely. I- yeah. I'm always kind of like looking very... past their head like thinking, I'm missing I'm missing all the fun. Everyone's laughing over there. I don't oh, want to no. be in this little conversation by me. What do you mean? Oh no, you're no. the one that's laughing over there with all the people. No. <laughs> It gives me this look. <laughs> You're always at the center of the conversation. You don't think so? No. Oh, I do. No, don't you no. think so, Nathaniel? Um, maybe not the center. I think no. you're, you're extremely good at making people feel comfortable in a conversation. I tend to wander around and make sure I talk to everybody. Yeah, so you leave yourself open included. for people. Yeah. yeah. I think that's important. Yeah, I'm... Uh, I'm pretty bad at even approaching my friends for conversations. Yeah. Like if I see somebody in a call, like on what we're using now, I, I won't join it. Like if there's a group in there, because Why? I'm too afraid to be like assertive in any way. It's horrible. But like if Whoa. there's one person alone in there, I'll join. I'll jump in there depending on who it is. If it's someone I know will be very talkative or very outgoing, then absolutely. Okay, so what size crowd do you feel most comfortable in? That's a good question. It's not really the size of the crowd. It's the people who are in the crowd. Mm. Like okay. if it's a group of my friends, most of my friends are very, very extroverted. And with that, it pretty much that all works. of them, the biggest crowd I can get. I mean, like whenever we had a get together, it was like 30, 30 of my really close friends. Mm-hmm. Just in a group in like a basement, and I, I felt well, very comfortable. Well, what if they in invited you to their party, and there were other people you didn't know there? I wouldn't Would be you... huge on that, but I'd still no. go depending on who's there. Because usually there's one or two people I don't know. That, so uh, my my friend used to invite me to the movies. We'd go to the cheap theaters on Tuesday. She's not going to listen to this, and, <laughs> and uh, then all of a sudden she starts bringing her friends. And that made me really uncomfortable. Like, I'm not comfortable, like, I'm comfortable one-on-one. But in a small crowd, when I feel like I'm the third wheel or something, that makes me really uncomfortable. Especially if I don't know this person, like, you two are really great friends, and I'm going along with you. It's just not fun. I don't feel comfortable when people do that. It's not that, I hey, I don't like your friends or something. It's just that I get a little bit of social anxiety. I'm not comfortable in that like size of group you know like hey i'm gonna invite three of my friends to join us on tuesday i'd be like oh the the last last party i was at there was this girl i I didn't know but they were very close friends with a bunch of other people there and i i tried that like okay well i gotta i gotta know everybody here there were a bunch of people there i didn't know so i was trying to talk to everybody and this person i went up to and I don't know why, but I, I just went very formal with it. I just shook my hand out and I was like, just gave him a handshake. I was like, hey, nice, nice to meet you. And it felt very uncomfortable. And I, I gave <laughs> really? up after that. Yeah. Really? Did you do yeah. some wow. eye contact? Like that was about a year ago or two years ago now. And hmm. uh, it still sticks with me. Did you do <laughs> eye, did your eye contact? Yeah. And that felt much worse doing eye contact. You know what? That's, that's a good point because everybody, I've heard for years that you have to make eye contact with people and things. I always found the opposite, that if you, if you overdo the eye contact with people, it makes them very uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, I, if you, I was and it seems, un, yeah, yeah. it seems unnatural and it seems well, that you're I not... Well, when I asked that, I was not, 
I was going to make a joke, but the joke kind of fell flat. So. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask you some other things too. Like, <laughs> and in that, it was Did funny. you lower your head? Did you give her a smoldering look? But yeah, I am bad at introducing myself. Maybe that's it. I mean, maybe I'm just, I can't start. I don't think you are. Really? I think if it no. felt awkward, if, that might have been on her. If they like, came to me, if they came to me and introduced themselves, then I can introduce myself. But me approaching them, it feels like, oh, well, they haven't introduced themselves, so they don't want to talk. Right? Mm. It almost feels oh, like I'm just intruding. Yeah. Okay. You know what I don't like at all is women have these parties, like called Tupperware parties or painting parties or candle parties, whatever the party and I Candle feel parties? so uncomfortable yes. <laughs> where they invite like they invite like 12 of their friends and you go and sit in the living room with this medium sized group of people. I just am like, when is this ending? I, I, I feel so uncomfortable. And you have to buy the cheapest item on the list. That's Oof. still about 70 bucks. Right. Of course. Yeah. I don't need an apple core. <laughs> that's seventy bucks. Apple peeler core slicer. There no, was no, one? no, just the core. Oh, because <laughs> the apple slicer peeler is like two hundred bucks. I went to a lingerie party, and I thought I can't afford this stuff. It was so expensive. So I thought I'll buy one. I'll buy one, the cheapest thing on there. I'll buy a little pair of underwear, which I didn't even want. I thought I'll give it to my sister for Christmas. It was red. It came out to like, with the delivery and taxes and everything, like $40 for one pair of underwear. I thought, oh, this is crazy. That was the last party (laughs) I went to. Now I just say, no, 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 I don't go to those parties. I felt kind of bad at first saying that, but... I just know. I think people just just sort of hit a point in their life where they just go, no. (laughs) In there? No. No, not doing it anymore. But I like showers. Like if you're having a baby shower, a wedding shower. Because to me, I'm like, I really want to support that person. So I'm going to put my awkwardness aside and head over there. and, And it's usually not like 10 random people. It's sort of more like... Yeah, your whole family's going to be there, or a bunch of people I know are going to be there. Yeah. It's just a little more of a comfortable group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, men, that makes men sense. don't do that so much. What? So, what? Men don't do that so much, I said. Yeah, I would say we're going to go back to the introvert thing here again. I would say, uh, for me at least, I don't know if it, if it is associated with other introverts, but personally, I, I love it when people approach me i might not show it but absolutely if someone's just hanging around in the corner go try and talk to them yeah you need it on a t-shirt exactly yeah that come talk to way me better. Or... that would just look so desperate <laughs> <laughs> talk, no come talk to me please would be desperate right yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah mm-hmm. no i i don't know i don't yeah it's interesting I, i'll always talk to people i'm when I'm in church and stuff like that, whenever I see a new face right away, as soon as the service is over, I go shake their hand, say hello. I always, even when we were teenagers, we did that. When we were really young, like 11, 12, 13, I think we were always just taught that by our pastor, that if someone's new in the church, you go and you say hi to them, go meet the kids, go swarm them, invite them to youth group or whatever. Yeah. Go swarm them. I made them feel welcome. (laughs) I've gotten a lot better with with my shyness like people talking to me i i don't feel uncomfortable talking to people it's only the aspect of approaching somebody oh that's interesting but yeah talking to someone Mm. at any point i love you know what oh go ahead i was gonna say i wonder if most people are like that though i there's a lot of people i'm sure are like that yeah i I think so people like to talk people want to just be noticed but they're too afraid to you know yeah yeah that makes sense I think sense. most people feel shy in a crowd at first, like if they're going to a party. I think most people do. Yeah. But I don't know. There and you something. know, I... Oh, yeah, I remember. Okay. Okay. So I was telling Brendan just like two days ago, I said to him, um, you know what really makes a difference in your social life is if you can remember names. It's such a big thing. When I was like uh, two years ago, I, I guess when I was 
able to go out and stuff like that before COVID, I was making an effort to remember for to remember names. And my friend Terry said, you're so good at remembering names when we would go out places. And I said, not really. I'm terrible at it. But now I'm making an effort to mentally, like when someone tells me like, hi, my name is Sheila. I'll think, okay, I've got a cousin named Sheila. And I, I mentally think about who do I know that rem- that has the same name. And I think about that person in my head. Or if he's like, hi, my name is Dave. I think right away. Do And sometimes I'll even say it out loud. Oh, I have a cousin named Dave. And then I just, I'll remember that next time I see them. Or Marsha or whoever it is. Laverne. I think, oh, Laverne and Shirley. Okay. <laughs> got it. And, yeah. and I'm, then when I see them, it's way easier the second time. And it looks like you care more about them you know you're like oh hi Laverne how is your mom and stuff like that but if you don't remember that person it's really hard to have a second conversation well what would happen though if you actually met a group of people and nobody had a name from a 70s sitcom you'd be in big trouble (laughs) yeah oh I know I'm in trouble with that (laughs) I did meet a girl named Marsha no, her name was Jan. Her name was Jan. Okay. And I was like, oh, Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Yeah, and, well, you see, yeah. now all the names that you actually named were from 70s sitcoms. Sheila? That was the first one I mentioned. Sheila, and I mentioned Sheila. Laverne. A Dave? Come on. They weren't all. <laughs> Laverne was. Dave so, is so 70s. That. Come on. Yeah. Or my friend Fon- my friend Fonzie. Yeah, right, of course. <laughs> uh, yeah. Do you guys you know. have this this thing with telling stories? It's it's terrible for a podcast, but I, I kinda have this this uh way of telling stories where I'd get a really funny story and then I mm-hmm. tell it so poorly that it's just not funny. Oh <laughs> like, yeah, I'm not a you great storyteller. Like someone will just tell you, like you'll have something really funny happen to you, and then you go and sit down with somebody and you tell it, and it's not funny at all. But like someone else telling it, that, that for some reason it's way funnier when they say it. Yep. Mm, that's yeah. It's always funnier when someone like Brendan, else says it. Oh, it. Brendan's good at telling funny stories, oh, but me, I'm I know. terrible at it. No, you're not. No, you're, you're funny. not. But when I have a story, I'll tell Brendan. You tell it. You tell it. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And he'll see like, oh, okay, I'll tell. But you know, you're funny at telling a story. I love it. Yeah, I'm very no. captivated by Thank your you stories. Thank you, for sure. I think you just have to know that. So speaking of which, I was going to tell you this. There's this guy on Facebook. His name is, his Facebook name is Mr. Ballin. B-A-L-L-O. I don't know. If, oh, wait a minute. It might be a weird name. So his name is Mr. Ballin. Okay. <laughs> and um, he... he well, it t- changed really quickly. <laughs> He tells stories and he is such a good storyteller. It's just like he tells like mysterious stories and stuff like that. Do you remember the one we saw the other day where he's talking about this farmer's field and this horse is thirsty and the horse goes to get a drink at the other side of the field and all of a sudden the the farmer notices that the the horse kind of stumbles and he thought, what, what happened there? So he goes to look and he finds this hole in his ground. Now, this is a true story. And he tells his story so well. Mm-hmm. And it, there's a hidden cave underneath this farmer's land. And they've sent divers down there to explore the cave. Yeah, and it's, it's full of water. So the, the first only maybe 15 feet is air. And then mm. after that, it goes down like 600 feet in different... See, he tells it better than me. <laughs> Sorry. I'm no, go, go ahead. Tell well, the story. You're better than I am. There's several columns that sort of branch out. Right. And so, um, so divers go down there, but it turns out it's one of the most dangerous places to dive because people, um, when you get down to a certain level, yes. they have nitrogen, uh, too much nitrogen in their blood. So kind of like the bends, right? And they don't know which way is up or whatever, and they get confused, and they never come back. Diving and in a cave is famously extremely dangerous. It's really dangerous. Because you it's genuinely, crazy. you forget which way is up. Yeah. Like, even yeah. when you're not diving, you do. But diving mm-hmm. especially, when there's like no gravity to you. Yeah. It's crazy, yeah. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it. No. I would never do it. He said that 16 people died in this cave. So far. Yeah. I could believe it, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's nuts, but it's, to me, I would be nervous if, if my horse, if I'm walking with a horse and the horse's leg all of a sudden disappears into the ground, you know, and you look into the hole and, and, you know, with a flashlight and it's, 
it it goes down really far and it's only maybe a foot of of earth under your feet i would right. be standing there yeah no but you want to peek in the hole to see what's down there i would no actually i wouldn't i would probably just back off thinking well what? if if the horse broke through i could go breaking through at any point just standing on the ground right oh i like, thought the me, hole was be, there already i didn't know the the no, horse no, broke the horse through, broke through. Ooh. Yeah, that's what I mean. I'm just thinking. Well, why are you standing there? Like, what what are you doing? Like, looking in there, and then and okay. then it showed all the divers getting ready to go, and they're all like standing together. The hole is so narrow that the diver has to go in down on a rope, and then they pass the equipment down to the diver. Yeah, there's no way they can get they the equipment can't fit and the through diver. the hole that with their sense. air tank yeah. on. Holes are huh. caves are tight. Well, why, not just, why not just break a little bit of <laughs> a bigger hole? I wondered that. Make a big hole. Yeah. Uh, that's probably pretty hard to do and probably dangerous. Maybe. Maybe it's stone. Yeah. I have no idea. I don't see why you would even. So I think I just figured out the secret as dad was speaking. What makes peop- some people better storytellers than other? What makes Brendan a better storyteller than me? Or what makes dad a very better storyteller than me? And I think it's the memory. Like... I cannot articulate and bring to mind those memories of the the details of the story. And so I stumble yeah. with my words. Whereas Brendan has this like incredible memory where his just like the facts come flipping back in and he can tell a story and he'll know all of the details that he saw on this show. But when I try to tell it, it's kind of boring because I, I don't remember like, you know, the word for the columns or how deep they were anything like that well, and, i think you yeah. remember what you're interested in i think if it piques your interest yeah. then well, yeah i was interested enough it. to turn it on for you to show you the show uh, this is true i was very interested yeah that's true i watch a lot I, of uh a lot of people doing uh, cave treasure hunting and like in water and stuff like that it's a lot of fun but Ugh. uh i see this guy he takes a uh metal detector down to this really tight cave and there's a ton of old pottery and old like artifacts down there I've just wow. washed into Why? there, but it's super interesting. How would they get there? Like, what, in, crawls what in would there? make... What, yeah, I know he does, but the, how the pottery get in there? Uh, Where's the come from? I don't from? know. It's super old pottery. Like, really old pottery. Like, he's finding yeah, old arrowheads like, and stuff in there, too. People just well, threw, like, pottery down this cave. It washed probably time? with the river, because it's a river okay. running into it. Yeah. Well, look, across England, they've been finding, uh, over the last, just over a year... Because of everybody being locked down with COVID, everybody's going out treasure hunting across England because there's a lot to find, right? And so they have found so many cool things like stashes. They found one stash from a Roman soldier. Um, he was a uh, commander in the, mm. in, in, for, of a Roman legion. And I think it was just before going to battle, and he he buried all of his uh, all of these coins and had notes and everything in it, so they I could identify who he was. And it was it, like all the history was right there. And people are uncovering things like this almost daily, you know, yeah. because so many people are out there just wandering around doing treasure hunting. We have an opportunity. We're about to put new sod in our yard. Maybe they'll find a treasure in there. it's our last chance (laughs) could be yeah Yeah. Uh, i don't know i am i'm very fascinated with like paleontology or treasure hunting and stuff like that like what is paleontology what is that bone uh yeah Mm -hmm. like dinosaurs you must have loved that when you were a kid and you went to um what was that place where you guys were digging like oh heller yeah Yeah, you must have really that was amazing yeah one of my funnest trips that was fun yeah Oh, yeah, I think I was, you guys ran up a hill and stuff too, and I was just waiting in the car. Yep. Wasn't I? We kind of like, do that, don't no, we? No. We went off the path. I don't want to run up. I don't want to run up that hill. I just we, sat and watched you guys. It looked too, way too big. Well, we look at the, the nicely groomed paths and it says, please stay on the paths. And that's it. We're going oh, cross yeah, country. We're, <laughs> yeah. we're, yeah, we're on a road. Almost hit yeah, some rattlesnakes really. or some black widows. Oh, you know? yeah. Yeah, that was so cool. Black oh, widows aren't that scary. Like, uh, they're not going <laughs> to run at you. Like, don't, obviously don't go playing with one, but you're not just going to walk into one. You know, after seeing a lot, I've, I've watched a lot of animal stuff here and there, and I'm okay. seeing a lot more stuff on rattlesnakes or spiders like that, and mm-hmm. watching that stuff makes you a lot less scared of it. 
Because you, you see, okay, they have those scary mm. sounds, like a rattlesnake making the rattle sound. It's a freaky sound, but they're not going to... They're not going to strike you unless you're really going at them. And well, even then, they, they would rarely do it. But like, unless but you're you, stepping it, on it. Well, it, exactly. If you're going to go for a walk and you don't yeah. see it and you walk right beside it. That's you it. know but what if, would scare me? If you hear me? one and you can see it, then you just walk away from it. Yeah. It's, if you're taking your dog for a walk and then you know that the dog's going to start barking at this thing, that, that would freak me out. Where the dog's like aggravating an animal. Like a cobra. Yeah. Dogs love picking up snakes. Uh, Dogs are so dumb. Speaking (laughs) of which, there's a snake that is on the loose in our city right now. It's a eight foot or six foot. Not here. Like a python? In Winnipeg. Oh, it's it's in your city. Yeah. It's in Winnipeg. Six foot or eight foot long white white snake. snake. Just a white snake? You don't know what kind Not the band. Nope, but it's like six or eight feet. <laughs> yep. It's over by our, our old house where you were born. That sounds like a python. Like eight feet? Yeah. Yeah. When I was a kid, people used to have pythons. There were stories all the time about, oh, somebody's They're python. They're popular pets. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But they said, oh, yeah, if you're, any of your pets go missing, let us know. <laughs> oh, so, I think that, yeah. actually, that actually is a python. The white oh, snake? you're looking it up. Yeah, there oh, are okay. like white snake pythons. Yeah, Dream people of... famously were catching, were uh, collecting those things. Have yeah. you ever had one on your neck? I one of f- those very long snakes. I have a I don't friend know who has that... one. Yeah, did you put it on your neck? No, I've worn them like twice. I've tried them around my neck. Uh, they don't scare me. As a fashion statement? or No, just like somebody has a big snake and they're like, do you want me to put it on you? I'm like, sure, that would be great. Did you not ask if it's poisonous or <laughs> no, if it's a constrictor? No, one was at a petting zoo at Pythons like, the aren't poisonous. They the just church like carnival. They like but they're constrictors. <laughs> okay, just well, hold them they... straight. <laughs> why would they be? Why would they have that at the church carnival? It was in the church basement. Remember? They're usually pretty safe pythons because they're cheaper to hire those people. Yeah, than, I think so. <laughs> than anything else, uh, I think yeah. if you have someone there who knows what they're doing, it's not going to constrict you. Or it if it's like one, it just look like someone's friend who brought their pet. And, and not all of them are constrictors, though. Some of them no. are just big snakes, right? Yeah, that's true. That's true, yeah. And then when I was traveling once, I saw a guy that had one. And, you know, you, you let them, you can hold their snake and then um, you give them a tip. Like two bucks or five bucks or whatever yeah. it is. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, then he said, hey, that's cheap or something like that. And I said, what do you mean it's cheap? I think I gave him five bucks. He said he wanted ten bucks. What? After I had held the snake. I was like, no, you're not getting ten bucks. Only held your snake for a minute. I'm like, no. So I left. He yeah. said, no, I'm sorry. After I held the snake, he like thought he was going to get more. I'm like, no, I'm giving you five bucks. And he was like, no, it, it costs $10. And I said, well, you never told me that before I held the snake. So goodbye. <laughs> just left. Like, I have oh, a, you can uh, just change the price all of a sudden. Well, he's got to pay the snake, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have this uh, friend. Uh, well, like an acquaintance of sorts. But uh, someone I know who... Uh, we used to work with wolves at a ranch, like big wolves. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So they used to work with all those kind of animals. Ooh. Girl or guy? Girl. Oh, where's this? On a wolf ranch? Yeah. Where's the wolf ranch? Somewhere in the States. It is. She's in my friend group. I don't remember how we know her. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. You don't want to see those in the wild. I saw, I saw one once. I was yeah. by myself and I was on a trail and it didn't see me. And the thing that struck me is that this thing was really tall, but they're so narrow. Like it's it's almost like they have no rib cage or anything. There, so yeah. I, yeah, I was behind it, and it was walking away from me, and it was just like looked like paper thin. It was the weirdest thing. Huh. Oh, that's kind of like coyotes look like that. They look really raggedy, yeah. like under. They look underfed, like mangy. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> yeah, that probably depends on season and stuff like that. Yeah, 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 for sure, mm. for sure. She's a wolf farmer, you said. Uh, she, no, she used to work on a ranch, and that had wolves on it uh, that she worked with. She people would have wolves on a ranch. It was Weren't like they, a, wouldn't they? Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, they, they sit around in the evenings and go, 
I don't know where our sheep are going. I saw photos of, of the wolves. They were cool. Oh, the babies, I bet, would be super cute. Oh, yeah. But wolves, they're, they're freaky. They're, yeah. they're, you think they're, so? They're not like, well, they're big, but very intimidating. Like, if you were to see one in the wild, hmm. it'd be like, okay, that's... Maybe just step back. But, like, yeah, it was intimidating. Ha- they it was, are? They're big? Are they bigger big. than huskies, then? They're, uh, they're big. They're big. Yeah. A full-grown Ooh. wolf is big. Yeah. There was a woman that was, um, a couple of weeks after I, I saw this thing, there was a woman that was driving on the highway, and uh, she got out of her car to get something out of the back of the car, and, uh, and a wolf jumped her, and the wolf grabbed the back of her neck, and, um, and its feet were dragging on the ground, and she walked back to the car, to the side of the car, but she couldn't get in the car because she had a wolf clamped on the back of her neck. You know, and so it wasn't cutting off airflow or anything and, and wasn't hurting her, you know, because it, it, she had this heavy coat on and everything. And so she had to wait for a car to come by to Did flag down. Did you say down. a wolf was clamped on the back of her neck? On, on, on the back of her, yeah. But she had a heavy, like a heavy coat on and everything and a scarf. So the wolf w- had bit down on her neck from, the, from behind her and it was draped down her back. And, uh, but it wasn't hurting her. It was just, she felt pressure, but it wasn't hurting her. And she had to stand there and wait for a car to come by so that they could, you know, they would stop and, and knock the wolf out of her, off of her, and then off it went. And I just thought, that's just, ugh, that's just weird. Oh. Yeah, they're, they're very intimidating. They can be, oh, wow, I'm just looking at a picture of one. They can be really big. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're like, yeah, they're, oh, my they're gosh. taller than people. When they're standing easily. When they stand up. When they stand up. up. Yeah, 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 for sure. Mm. Hey, isn't it time for you to bring down the word? Is it? Is it? Oh, it's about that is time. It time wow, is time it? has yeah. flown. Time flies when you're doing this. <laughs> it does. Yes, it does. And you have to go to work tonight? I do. Hmm. I know, I know. It's right from this into the car and off to work. Did That's you have right. to work last night? Yes. Oh, when's your night off? Uh, Tuesday and Wednesday. Tuesday. Tuesday. Is that part of the Tomorrow podcast? Or Tuesday. It just gets off the rails now. Yeah, it always does. But I'm not cutting it out this time. It all goes of off the rails. That's yeah. the That's the best part. That's because I'm getting all sad that we're not going to be talking to you anymore for That's like right. a whole week. Talk to you guys in a week. <laughs> yeah. Well, That's oh how well. it seems sometime. Yeah. Yeah. You, you don't text me like when you were in high school. Oh, we're doing this again? You used to text me all the time. <laughs> Why you no text? I didn't text you <laughs> yeah. all the time. I mean, I texted you when I yes, wanted to go did. home. <laughs> Which was all the time. Which is all the time. You You're would, right. Yeah. Ma, can I come home? Can Ma? I come home? Can I sleep in? Yeah. <laughs> Man, I wish that Don't worked out. I wish you could just call like Superstore call and say, Call your hey, mom. Sick. Just <laughs> that mom, call my boss. One of the big reasons, this is actually kind of going back to our, what we were talking to before, uh, why I don't call in sick is because I'm too afraid to. <laughs> Really? Oh, that's I'm too, that's actually good. Yeah, I'm too nervous to, to call because uh, I don't what know about, who to talk to. So, what about the fact that it's just like a dishonest thing to do that hasn't crossed your well, mind? Well, even when I was like too sore to work, I had a point where my neck was like killing me. I couldn't move it, but I was too afraid to call, so I went to work. And I'm glad I did because I learned mm-hmm. that uh, usually it just works itself out. That's what I always found. Yeah. Is if... Yeah, if I had a problem like that, I would just keep going back to work, and it's you're better off for and it. And people like that feel like I'm reliable because I have showed up yeah. every single day. So yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that was like Graham at Applebee's. He showed up every single day too. I got no reason not to. And before he got the job, I told his boss because I used to know the guy, the manager there. I said, "What you'll like most about Graham is that he shows up at every single shift. Never called in sick, even for school." He would always go, but mm-hmm. and now you're like that too, Nathaniel. Yeah, that's amazing. It's a lot really more. It's a lot you. different when you're working for like someone else. Working for the man. I guess. I mean, I, I felt. I felt it definitely working in our bookbind tree. Not not calling in mm-hmm. sick because I knew the stakes of of having somebody gone there. Because then somebody yeah. has to do double the yeah. work, or it just doesn't get done. And that that was awful. But. Yeah, and that's not an option. So somebody else but, to, like <laughs> would have to do double. Where I work now, <laughs> missing one person, it's yeah. uh, it can mess up weeks of work. 
Like I think yeah. yesterday or oh. last week we had somebody call in sick and we're still recovering from it. Oh, that's awful. Yeah. Hasn't anybody been sick like for two weeks? They can take holidays. What about like if someone calls in like I think I might nobody's had COVID because that would be a two week off thing. They some people uh, if if that is the case they do a full investigation on that person so they'll they'll see where they were and see anybody they interacted with and talk to everybody but uh, yeah they're very safe about it but uh, okay. yeah. if you do have COVID you just immediately call the store and say I I've been tested positive look into it and so they have all the cameras they can look at where you've been oh and really they, they actually oh, so they investigate everything there is another company that comes in like government health company i don't remember what they're called but they come in oh, labor board <laughs> they, yeah right but yeah but they come in and uh do a full investigation for like a week long to see every single wow. person they interacted with yeah wow yeah. oh that's good i'm glad they're so thorough that's nice oh, they have to be because if they don't mm. then the whole store gets infected and then see it closes down <laughs> yeah but anyway so anyway so we have to get to the bible verse yeah this is of a the book week. of the book of, of the, the bible week. i've never heard of oh oh i don't even know how to pronounce it Hagai. Hagai. yep h-a-g-g-a-i yeah. Yeah. Do you guys? It's know a this verse one? that I saw in Haggai actually today that I highlighted and went, "Oh, that would be a nice one to talk this is, about." I was going to say that sounds familiar, but you actually had a conversation with me about. Yeah. Uh, about is this, the book about of Haggai? An, yeah. This yeah. is like a common book in the Bible. This is one of the big ones. Well, uh, here's it's, the. Th- it's a mi- he's um it's a minor prophet. Here's okay. an interesting story that I'll tell you. Um, I think it's at the end of um. Uh, Ezra, I'm writing a Bible study on the book of Ezra, and right at the end of chapter 5, beginning of chapter 6, I think it is, or chapter 7, the first verse says that Haggai and Zechariah um, prophesied to the people of Israel, and they had not worked on the temple for 15 years. Mm. And so then I thought, what was it that Haggai prophesied to them? And then I found out that the book of Haggai is only two chapters long, and the book of Haggai fits right into that first verse of Ezra, which is so cool. The book of Ezra is kind of like, there's other books of the Bible sewn into it, which is really amazing. The book of Esther comes between, I think, chapters five and six, and um, the book of Haggai is, oh, I don't know. Don't quote me on this, but I think it's uh, chapter six, verse one. It could be chapter seven. But yeah, so hmm. the, those two chapters from Haggai are what the prophecy was that Haggai had given to Zerubbabel at, when they were building the temple. Hmm. And so th- what you're going to read now is part of that, Whoa. which is cool. See, I, I'm not very good at telling stories or explaining <laughs> things. Yes, I got to no, stick to good. writing. That was very good. That's exactly <laughs> you understood what, is, what I'm it? saying. Uh, no, because I have time to think about it in Ooh, backspace. That's you true. Can't backspace you can't when you're talking backspace in real life. Space. Nope. <laughs> you can't. So, can, all right. Well, you can. Oh, true. Yeah. What are we talking about? Of course you can. You totally can. Backspace? Google. Yeah. Well, just go back on something. Just you open s- your laptop and hit the backspace yeah. button there. You, you say backspace. something out loud and then you just say, you know what? No, that was wrong. Take it back a bit. Let's go again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that makes for a great conversation. <laughs> oh, no. Wait a minute. I was wrong again. Yeah. It's like editing a full <laughs> Word document. It's crazy. <laughs> it says here that the uh, what you're going to read dates to about 520 BC. That's a long oh. time ago. Mm-hmm. That this is was... almost as old as the oldest company in the world. What company is that? It's a hotel in Japan, I think. Really? Yeah. Okay. In the world. I'm going to pull this up before I name it. Hotel in Japan. Sorry, I'm thinking of the oldest building in the world. I'm sorry. That's my bad. <laughs> the oldest company in the world is 1500, I believe. Yeah, it's probably Hudson Bay Company. Founded in the year 1428. What is it? Oh, you're founded. 578. Uh, AD? It says CE. Yeah. Yeah. What company is that? That is uh, Kong- Kongo Gumi. Oh, that. <laughs> I think, yeah, I got one it of their watches. In, yeah, it turned into Sony. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. 
Kunkagoonie. <laughs> yeah, the oldest building anyway. in the world is like 500 something AD, I think. Or whatever. A- hmm. AD? I don't BC. Know. B- anyway. BC. Okay. Whatever it is anymore, I don't know. Yeah. Are right, you ready for this? Oh, yeah, because there would We're be ready. old buildings. Like, yeah. yeah, go ahead. It's like a hobbit hole. All right. Now, this, <laughs> now this is what the Lord Almighty says. Give careful thought to your ways. You have planted much, but harvested little. You eat, but never have enough. You drink, but never have your fill. You put on clothes, but are not warm. You earn wages, only to put them in a purse with holes in it. Did you get that? Every time you read that... That was very well done. I, I think I'm listening to... What, what's his name? Christopher Plummer. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Broadway. Oh, <laughs> Broadway <very> play. Nice. <laughs> Yeah. It's a good, very uh, dramatic. I don't really dramatic. get the meaning of it while I'm reading it. I'm, I'm very focused. Okay, on read reading. it. Read one sentence at a time again, and then we'll know. Go ahead. Read read it one sentence, and then we'll talk. Well, about wait it. a minute. What is the what is the verse? Yeah, or we'll look at it. Uh, yeah, okay. Okay. Hey guy, one chapter one verse five and six five to six. Chapter one. This is the okay. New International Version. A call to build the house of the Lord. Now, this is what the Almighty says. You have planted much, but harvested little. Not sure what that would mean. You eat, but have never enough. I think what it means was when it says you eat, but have never enough, or you drink, but never have your fill. I think what it means, and we were talking about this on the five minute podcast this week, is that there's this this hole inside every one of us, a spiritual void in a way that longs to be filled. And so some people are searching to fill that space and they will, they'll think, if only, if only I could get that job, then I'm going to be really happy. You know, if only I could eat that pie, I am going to have enough. Mm-hmm. But as soon as you eat it, you're hungry again. As soon as you get that job, you hunger for more because then you want a better job. You know, as soon as you get to the top of that company, you're not going to be satisfied. You're going to want more. And so that's what Jesus was talking about with the woman at the well when he says, when I give you this water, you will never thirst again. And so it says you drink, but never have your fill. And I think that's what it's talking about, that living water that you would never be filled with. You put on clothes, but are not warm. It is, um, you earn wages, only to put them in a purse with holes in it. So even the more that we earn, we never have enough. We earn more, we still don't have enough. And the only way that we will have enough is when we fill that spiritual void with the Lord, which what it was created to be filled with. Well, I think too, I mean, to get specific on this, it's the, um, a lot of this has to do with the fact that the temple has not been built or they've stopped the building of the temple. Yeah. And I think part of this is, is a judgment against them for going into their houses and having houses to live in, but they're not building the house of the Lord. Mm. You know, So they're neglecting the building of the Lord's house, of the yeah. temple. And so I think that this speaks to that, that as a judgment um, against them for, you know, for that reason. You think it's a judgment against them? I think it is, yeah. I mean, I'm just, um, it's been a long time since I've read through this book. And so um, so I'm just kind of... Or could it be that God is saying, you are being distracted with many things when the most important thing that you should be doing is sitting there undone? Because it had been... Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. Several years since they had quit building the temple. And they did because they had, some people had accused them before the king. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so they stopped building the temple. And they had stopped, oh, I don't remember how many, I think it was 60 years. They I had thought it was less than that. But stopped building the temple, I'm not sure. See, and that temple, though, was never really built, not not the same way as Solomon's temple was. It was 57 years. Oh, okay. And so when, uh, so Herod actually commissioned a lot of work to be done in the temple far after the fact. Um, you know, so they did a, a complete overhaul of the temple, um, because I don't think they ever built it back to anything close to what Solomon's temple looked like. But in Haggai chapter two, they said that this temple would surpass the other temple. 
Eventually, not, I guess. No, not by the, because the reason is not by the way that it looks. It would never have the glory. Oh, here it says, the silver is mine and the gold is mine, declares the Lord Almighty. This is verse eight of Haggai chapter two. The glory of this present house will be greater than the glory of the former house, says the Lord Almighty. And in this place, I will grant peace, declares the Lord Almighty. The reason that this house would be greater than the former house was because Jesus himself would fill this house. This is the one that Jesus would enter into when he was even 12 years old. He's sitting in the temple and he was speaking with the um, elders there. I, I think that both of them, they took, they got their logs from afar, but I can't remember where it is. But what that meant to me was that that the the house was being built by more than just the Jews, which was a beautiful picture of the Jews and Gentiles coming together mm-hmm. okay. with, with the church. That's what I thought, but I don't know where it was, but I did read, I thought I read that, but I should know I'm writing a Bible study on this. I just... Yeah, you're kind of the really pro on this right now. I thought about that one in particular. <laughs> Oops. See, nobody knows what the the verse of the week is going to be. Except you. That's right. Well, <laughs> I didn't really think about the verse of the week so much. It's just that today I highlighted that one and I thought, oh, that one sounds like a good one to discuss because it sounds more like the kind of verse that you find in the New Testament. It's just, it's really, it sounds like something Paul would have written. The way that he's saying, you know, your your pockets are empty and your pockets are full, but there's a hole in your purse. And that, that sounds very much like... I'm trying to go back to it now, but I'm spelling, I'm spelling Haggai wrong. How do you spell Haggai? H A G G A I. Yes. Oh, I put it H A I G. No, that's not how you spell it. H A G G A I. No. Yes. Yes. I just spelled it like that, and it won't. It won't take it. Are you sure you spelled it like that? A. H A G oh because I only put Haga but I didn't put the one oh the goof I was <laughs> no I didn't put the one so I didn't know what chapter to go with oh yeah yeah so I thought I was doing something wrong so yeah um, now I lost my train of thought because of me and my spelling but <laughs> anyway oh yes I was saying that sounds like something that Paul would have written I like that part you put on clothes but are not warm Mm. they're just they're not satisfied I think it what he is saying there is that you keep searching for more searching for more when the work that you need to do is at hand here like you're saying Michael he's saying it's it's time to get back to building the temple Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so I'm not I've got to read through that again because I, I just don't even remember why they stopped and you know, why they waited as long as that. I just, yeah. I have a, little, a great idea. <gasps> Here's the good idea. Do my Bible study because it's coming out soon. What, me do your yeah. Bible study? The Bible, No, you go through the Bible study with all we'll of the through. other people on the book of Ezra. Okay. You're going to love it. But right now, actually, I am starting to study this Haggai because it's threaded in. I got up to about number five, verse number five, and then I did the podcast, so... Yeah, huh. that's why I, I don't know what's going on here. Hmm, but okay. it, it's going to be good. It's added in there. And the book of Esther, too, is threaded in there, right in the middle of chapters maybe five and six or six and seven. The book of Esther takes place. It's okay. very cool. Hmm. I think it's the same place. Yeah, six and seven. So it doesn't matter. Huh. But I think that it's getting dark in here now. It's getting real dark. <laughs> Sun's getting low. It is. Sun's low, low. So I'm gonna probably say goodbye. I think so, eh? Wow. I think that's it. Oh, is it that? What time an unceremonious end. Crazy. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> crazy. Crazy. <laughs> crazy. What a coincidence. It's crazy. <laughs> yep. I know. Anyway. All right. Well, we better call it here so you can get off to work. Uh, yeah. Get out in the sun, enjoy the summer, and listen to some Nathaniel Shack music while you're out there. That's right. Just enjoy that. Yeah. Enjoy them. And check out Time Warp Wife Ministries for Bible studies, daily devotions, marriage, marriage prayers, prayers, and my P31 home. Yes. Hop over there. We got lots of recipes and organizing um, schedules, housekeeping and tips. Housekeeping tips. Yep. I just, Nathaniel, I organized my kitchen. Oh. It's 
beautiful. I'll be posting photos up on my P3 one soon. You should organize my kitchen. Yes. (laughs) I got like, you would love my shelf of pasta. All kinds of pasta just in clear plastic containers. Dream. Yeah, they all got little labels on them. It says like macaroni, spaghetti, fusilli. Lasagna, Man. fine egg noodles, oh. broad egg noodles, broad egg noodles. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> <sighs> now Enjoy. we won't be so able to sleep tonight. You'll have to come over and check out the pasta. Absolutely. And for everyone else out there, we'll talk to you next week. Bye bye. Bye for now.